0: Welcome back to another
1: episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, here helping you to whip your business into shape. And today I have a guest who I had the pleasure of meeting just a few weeks ago. We were introduced by referral. So it's probably not going to surprise any of you who've been listening to the show for any amount of time that we met because of B&I. Lynn Raven Fay is an amazing leader, With Luca, she is someone who has been marketing with this company for a while now and she inspires empowers and challenges people to be the best version of themselves every single day. Lynn has worked on the proactive and reactive side of health and she says it's much easier to do it on the proactive side. And her message is very clear. Health is a choice. Healthy living is a series of simple habits developed over time. And she wants to know, are you ready to take your health to a new level? So welcome to the show, Lynn. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. Wonderful to be
2: here. I love what you do here. This is such an incredible platform.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experience, your knowledge, your expertise with all of our listeners, because my audience loves learning more. They are lifelong learners, just like those of us in BNI, and they love hearing from amazing leaders. I mean, you've got eight years of experience with your business. So let's get started with that piece. How did you find your business and get into and start working with Melaluca? well it's
3: i
2: gotta tell you it's not a very glamorous story but it's a fun story nonetheless prior to melaleuca i i fell in love with the whole idea of network marketing i love the idea that you could build a business in the comfort of your home but also with you know some great resources that that are out there so i gotta say there's a ton of great companies out there and i did dabble in a few companies before being introduced to melaleuca and it was my husband who came home and said, Hey, you know what, we need products that are better for our septic system, because we were living rurally at the time. And he said, we we need these, we need some some products that are, you know, going to make sure that we're you know, we're doing, we're doing our septic system well. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. have at her, honey? Like, I don't care (laughs) care about our septic system. So he says, yeah, I I just, we need, we need to, we need to look at this. And we did. And I got to tell you, I wasn't sold at first. I was one of those real doubters that just said, okay, they sound like they're good products and, you know, I'll try them, but you go ahead and do, you know, and, and, you know, you you use the products that you think we need for our septic system. So now that was 2008. So fast forward now a few years, and I'm loving these products. Not only are they cleaning products, but they are products that are, you know, a great skincare and makeup and, you know, hair care products. And, you know, I'm using them day after day, week after week, month after month, and I'm getting the leadership in action magazines. I'm kind of looking through those. And of course, I love, I love network marketing. So I'm looking at that. And then we attended a couple of conventions and I decided, okay, this makes a whole lot of sense. So in 2013, I decided I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to figure out this business and I have to, I have to do this. And in 2014, B&I came to our city. So I'm a founding member of our BNI chapter as well, and we are BNI Alliance North, and I'm up in northern Ontario in Canada. We are the first chapter here, and it just made a lot of sense once I understood the marketing element of the BNI program. Then I was able to, to. really leverage my time with, with Melaluca and that really took my business to a whole new level, I have to say. Just understanding networking and relationship marketing, that has been a really big, lots of great edu- education and incredible network building for me. So started off as a not-so-glamorous story, but built up to be a lover of these products, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just incredible science that goes behind them. And all those things that are important when you're looking at, you know, running a successful business, you want to know what those success factors are and they'll get hit all
1: of them. That is awesome. And and I would have to say, I, I would agree with you in terms of how BNI is really an instrumental or any networking organization if for some reason you don't have BNI where you are you know and i'm speaking to the listener right now if you don't have BNI where you are you know find a networking organization that can help you out but for for us i know you and i what based on what you just said what BNI did was it helped give me that additional business education right? Yeah. Because it's, it's not just the networking education and the network marketing education we get from our companies, but it's sometimes that additional business education that, that b and provides is at no additional cost with your membership. That's it's-
2: the program. It's a marketing program, right? That you use. And many businesses, including network marketing business, don't have a marketing plan, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this helps you solidify your marketing plan.
1: Absolutely. And what I what I loved and what I what I did, and I'm sure you probably have done the same thing, just maybe didn't think of it in the same way, but was anytime I attended a training, I would say, OK, a BNI and i training, I would take whatever it was that they were teaching and then I'd say, OK, so I'm going to do that for, quote unquote, for B&I, which anything you do for B&I is what you're doing for your own business, duh, because that's why you're in. But the second thing I would do is I'd say okay, now I'm going to take that same concept and go okay, let's remove doing this for BNI insert company name. Now do the same thing in my business. Can I generalize the information that I just was taught on that is effective in another network marketing situation because BNI is network marketing. It Literally. really is. Yes. So <laughs> If you can take, if it works there, it's going to work in your business too. Whether it's inviting people to events, you know, making connections, building relationships, all the things they teach you in BNI will work for your business. So, moving a little bit out of the BNI realm now, you've been with your business now officially for yourself for eight years. What are some accomplishments that you've that you've hit in your business that you are just super proud of, and you? you know whether it's because you overcame something to get to that particular achievement what's something that you're proud that either you or you and your whole team have achieved together
2: you bet well first of all i have to say the people that i've met that i never would have met had i not been in this business right there's there's no way we would have met otherwise and mm-hmm. and so just being able to to say that just the the incredible the incredible people for sure the other side of it is the leadership side right and and the incredible leaders that i've been introduced to and that i've met and that i've had the fortune of being able to work with on my team that's been Like such an incredible gift for me. I love that. And that's what I most look forward to as, you know, as I continue to build my business. I just love, you know, that spark of leadership that just gets ignited when, you know, people suddenly realize, oh my gosh, this really works. Like I can do
3: this.
1: Isn't it fun to see that light bulb moment? I mean, that that was my favorite thing from being a teacher and then getting to see that transition and be like, oh my gosh, adults have light bulb moments too. This is awesome. So (laughs) true. Yeah. So, as you've been going through your business, you know, one of the things that I like to, you know, help make you relatable to everyone in the audience, because we have people who are at all different levels in their business. Maybe they've just started or they've only been in for a few months. And so they hear somebody who's been in for eight years and you've had an amazing, awesome experience and you are obviously in love with your business, but it hasn't all been rainbows and roses. So what are some of the things that you have dealt with in your eight years of business that let's start with something that an obstacle you've overcome right? Something that you, you know, overcame and dealt with. So that way, maybe our listeners can go, Oh my gosh, I'm going through that right now. And then now they'll have a possible solution for their, for their obstacle.
2: Well, you, I think that, you know, one of the, one of the obstacles that I hear very typically, and I've listened to some of your podcasts and I I hear it from the leaders that you're, that you interview and that you talk with that slump, Right. Where you you seem to be trudging along and you're going, you're going and nothing seems to gel like you doesn't you could not, you know, enroll somebody or, you know, people just don't want to talk to you or just you you just seem to get after, you know, just person after person just doesn't doesn't really buy in. And I'm also going to say that, you know, that kind of extends to the leadership too, right? Where mm-hmm. you might have, you know, some great customers, but just finding that leadership is also so kind of twofold, right? Either people don't want to talk to you, right? You just get into that slump. And then, or, and, or the leadership side of it, where you just can't find a leader that wants to, you know, that sees what you see. And you, you know, this is a duplicatable business, right? So you really Mm -hmm. want people to see what you see so that they can, you know, uh, change their own lives. And so sometimes you want it even more badly, more badly than somebody else, right? So I think that that's probably one of two challenges that I've had is, is, you know, you you get into a bit of a slump. And it's, it's really how do you deal with that slump?
3: Mm -hmm. That's
2: what I found for me, Is you know, and my husband will tell you, you know, there have been times where I just said, you know, this is just like this is just kicking my butt. Like I cannot do this, and he'll just say, remember, and he'll give me names of you know some of the my best friends right now. You know, she needs you, and she needs you, and you need you know stop it. Just you know, just take the night off, but just you're you're back at it tomorrow, right? And I think that has been my biggest lesson from that, and how I've how i've overcome it in the past has been to trust the process Mm. three simple words but every time i say them they mean different things it means different things Mm. trust the process when i was first in the slump was like what does that even mean (laughs) and then as i repeated it trust the process oh i have seven critical activities that i need to do for my business And the first three, if you don't do the first three, you're not, you're, you don't have a business. Mm. You're not adding names to your contact list. If you're not making approaches and calls, if you're not, you know, inviting people to a tour of the company, you got no business. Mm -hmm. You got to be doing those things. Right. And if, if I'm not doing those consistently, then I'm definitely going to be in a slump. But if I am doing them consistently, then eventually, someone is going to want to hear what I have to say,
3: mm. right?
2: So trust the process because it works. This is not a 36 year old company for nothing, right? They right. have, it's done like it's tried and true. And there's a ton of great leadership that I draw from. And we have some incredible support. And I I always um, let my leaders know, if you're in a slump, plug in to one of the trainings, just, fill your mind with the trainings from the leadership mm-hmm. that we already have and i guarantee you it will change your mindset um so trust the process has been my my go to for sure and every single time it means something more to me than it did initially
1: absolutely i i mean the number of people that i hear say you know back when i first started they would say things like lead with the business and i didn't get it or you know I'm standing in my own way. And I didn't understand what they meant with that. You know, and, and I think the same is true for, for Trust the Process. It's, okay, so as a newbie, what does that mean to you, right? Take going through an understanding and knowing. And I think it does start with taking a look at your company and saying, okay, they've been around for X number of years for a reason. Because yeah. the process they've been teaching me and training all of us on is one that has worked for multiple people. That's why they teach us to do it. So now how do I take that process and turn it into my own? And I think that's, that's a key piece that some people miss out on too, is they go, well, the process looks okay, but I don't like this piece. So then they don't do this one. They, they take out this one piece and it's like, what they don't understand is that's the linchpin. Like you were saying, the first three of your seven, if you don't do those three, the, the other four don't matter it is not right. So that that trust the process that's huge. That's huge. And so if you you know, listener, I'm I'm speaking to you right now. If you don't understand your company's process, what they're teaching you to do, talk to your upline. Talk talk to a sideline sister or brother who's been in this for a while and Ask them about the process, get a better understanding of it so that you can begin to understand what you might those little tiny tweaks that you just might be missing out on. I think trust the process is great because so you know the interesting thing that I find about entrepreneurs is that we're entrepreneurs for a reason. we don't want to do things the the way that everybody else does them, and so when the company hands us a process, yikes, right. <laughs>
2: So so true. You want to fine tune it and make it your own, and not realize that those critical activities are there for a reason.
3: Mm-hmm. They're there for
2: a reason. And I, I just, I, I have to say, I fell into a bit of a slump last year, mm-hmm. along with you know, along with a bunch, you know, a bunch of us. I felt like this this whole pandemic thing just kind of gave us a green card to do anything we wanted with our health, right? In mm-hmm. terms of Eating too much, drinking too much, we're spending too much time. We're spending lots of time at home, and you know there are. You know they talk about the COVID. You know the COVID nineteen pounds, right? Yes. That guy, well, I definitely fell into that, and I was. That slump I'm talking about is more of a kind of a mental slump, right? Mm. And you you talk about we talk about trust the process and and talk about you know some of the some of the um the valleys that we've gone through. I was told a number of times, you know, in order to succeed, you need to get out of your comfort zone, you need to get out of that, you know, get, get out. Of, and I never really understood what that meant. I always felt like I was doing that. Like I felt like, you know, I was learning new things and I was embarking on new journeys and doing these and coming out of your comfort zone. And, and I finally just took a closer look at that, just like kind of the trust the process thing, I got a closer look at it. And I thought, okay, what does it really mean to come out of my comfort zone? Back in October, a friend of mine posted about this challenge she was doing. It's called 75 hard.
3: Mm. 75
2: hard. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 75 hard had five tasks that you have to do every day for the challenge. And you have to exercise twice a day, separate times. One of your workouts has to be outside. So two workouts a day, 45 minutes minimum. You can't put them together. They have to be separated by time. And one of them has to be outside. The second activity is that you have to drink four liters of water a day. Okay. The third is you have to read 10 pages of a self-development book every day. And ideally stick with the same book. It's not about having five books on the go, although you can, but you want to stick with, you know, one book. Fourth is you follow a diet. You follow some kind of a nutritional plan. It can be anything you want. It could be keto. We have an R3 program that's outstanding, whatever, your macros, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. And the fifth is that you have to take a progress picture of yourself every day.
3: Mm. Okay.
2: take a progress picture. So those five activities are non-negotiable. You can do anything else in your day, but those five have to happen. And if they don't, you go back to day one. Just 75 days, right? And they say that it takes 21 days or 30 days to to melt to build a habit. Well, Andy Frisella will tell you, you know what? It takes way longer than that, right? And he's does. the creator of the program. So I my friend of mine posted about it. Her and her husband were doing the challenge and I'm reading the post going, good for you. You're crazy. I'm not doing this, right? Like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. If you say. This was October. December, I've now like, okay, Lynn, you got to do something. This is, you know, I'm, I'm talking the talk, but I'm not walking the walk. You really Mm. need to do this. And so come January, I wasn't quite ready for 75 hard, but I did take on a challenge with my yoga studio and it was a 30 day challenge. And it was like, um, you know, you're meditating, you're journaling, you're doing yoga you know, six days a week or, you know, do some form of exercise. And then we had some, a weekly great group session, you know, diving deeper mm-hmm. and I was feeling really, I thought, what would, what would happen if I actually gave a hundred percent to this, what would, what would happen? Mm. And I, like, I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain because I'm already feeling pretty, pretty not, you know, not great. And why not, you know, take things to a new level out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to do it. I was ha- I was happy where I was, but I know that I needed something because I was I felt like I was in a bit of a funk. So I was doing that around day fifteen. I started, you know, noticing some differences. Wow, I'm feeling good. What's going to happen on day thirty one when this challenge is over? And mm. where am I going to be? What Like, ideally, I want to be doing the same things, but I don't have the same accountability. I realized the power of accountability for Mm -hmm. sure. And then 75 hard started looking really good. And I, I texted my friend and I said, hey, I said, I'm thinking about 75 hard. Should I, like, dip my toe in the water and try a few things or what do you think? And she, like, within seconds, jump in. You've got this. Don't even... Do not dip a toe. You jump right in. So on February the 8th, in the middle of winter, when this lady was the one who prided herself on not going outside in minus 40 <laughs> weather, right? Canadian, minus 40 Celsius. Yeah, and yeah. just, you know, oh, I'm, you've, I have to be outside every day. February 8th to April 24th were my 75 days. And you know what? Got myself a great jacket got mittens, a hat, whatever. And every day I was outside doing my thing. And every day I was doing all those elements of 75 hard. And that's when I really understood what it was like to get out of your comfort zone. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it was less about the activities. And more as the as the challenge went on, it was more about mastering those habits, mastering the mundane, because they became what I got to go aside again. Ah, this is so old now. This is day 50. It's so old now. Like 25 more days of this, Mm -hmm. right? And the mental start, mental started and, and the, the, you know, the, the little, the gremlins in your head have started, you know, come on, you can, nobody's going to know. You just check off that you did it. You don't, you don't have to tell anybody, right? Totally. Even though it was, but there was a part of me that said, no, that's not going to do. You do the two workouts, you drink the water, you follow the program, you trust the process. And by mastering the mundane, I got to the magic. I got Mm. to the magic and the magic was not all life is going to be glamorous. It's not all going to be fun filled. It's not all going to be exciting. It's about those activities that you need to do every single day to get you to where you want to be.
3: Yes. Powerful.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. And so with all of this, I mean, it sounds like you've gone undergone a really big transformation and obviously not just Physical. Um, There's been so much more to it than, than that. So what would you say is your, your favorite unseen benefit from that transition from where you were just a few months ago to where you are now? No excuses.
3: hundred
2: percent responsibility, no excuses. Yeah. Like there, like there's nothing you can tell me that would justify you not getting what you want. There's no excuse, no room for excuses that that's because if you can do those activities and, and, you know, even, even the creator in his book and, and in his, um, in his podcast will say, you know, people say they've run a hundred miles or they've run a marathon, whatever. I, I can do 75 hard. I've run a marathon. He goes, no, no, it's not the same. You can train for a marathon. That's okay. But these activities, like I didn't realize how little I was actually reading because I I would sit down and I would read a couple of pages of my book and then get distracted by something. And I may not finish the book. In 75 days, I read four books because I was reading 10 pages every single day, Monday to Sunday. 10, that's, you know, how many, that's 7,500 pages? I don't know, whatever. But there was a ton of pages that reading, right? Every single day. And I didn't realize the consistency. I didn't realize how inconsistent I was being with my water. Two liters, maybe three, most of the time under two liters of water. Mm -hmm. And then when I had it measured out, it was like, wow. Okay, now I know. Now I know. And then just even following up, you know, a consistent nutrition program. We're not talking about, you know, like a restrictive plan, talking about the consistency in your plan. And recognizing that when you're consistent in your in your nutrition, wow, do you ever make is ever make a difference in your recovery? Oh, and don't, and let's not let's remember the the fact that I never exercised more than three days in a row. Mm. And this
3: was
2: 75 days in a row because I thought, eh, your body needs a bit of a break, or maybe you need to, you don't. You don't on the days where you need a break. I might do like a, a yin yoga where it was more stretchy or more, you know, that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to do hardcore every single day, but you do something every single day. So that was, that was the real benefit for me was the the mental transformation for me, no excuses, hundred percent responsibility, which right. Jack Canfield, number yes. one success principle is you take 100% responsibility for your life. And I've always subscribed to that this
1: took it to a whole new level oh that yeah i would i would have to say that 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 makes perfect sense to me because i've been hearing about 75 hard now for i think uh my friend marcy brought it up during a conversation one time back last fall and she kind of went over and talked about some of it i was like uh uh-uh Nope, nope, nope. Like even the direct sales mom was like, nope, <laughs> nope, I'm not, no, I'm not there. And you know, but now I've seen other people going through it, and you're now probably the third or fourth person that I've I've heard say they've gone through it at least once. And now I've I know some people who've gone through it now twice. So they've yeah. done 150 days hard. Now I think yeah. they took a couple days off in between because they were like, oh. <sighs> All right, now let's start over again, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, you know, that it's those little things that make me start going, well, if they're doing it, hmm," you know,
2: (laughs) never know who you're going to be on the other side of it.
1: Right. Right.
2: And that's the amazing thing. You're definitely going to be the, a better version of yourself, hands down, no question. So if that's something that appeals to you, then do it. Totally do it. And the whole program is called Live Hard. And 75 Hard is actually the boot camp to it. So if you decide, right, there's phase one, two, and three. I just finished 30 days of phase three. So I took a few days off, April 24th. And on April 28th, I started 30 days of phase one, which has the elements of the 75 Hard plus three additional activities. And you kind of think, oh, as if I can add three more activities in addition to what I'm doing. But you know what? you do it. Yeah. And it, it's just you just do it. And, and one of those three activities is adding three power tasks to your day, something that's going to move your life forward. So mm. you want to believe that I took business, and I made that part of my part of my power tasks, right. And it just launched me to a whole new, like a whole new mindset. It was it was absolutely incredible. So I'm here to tell you, Jenny. You've heard it
1: so many times.
2: <laughs> yeah. You got this.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. I will let you know when I get started. <laughs> How about that? Absolutely. Um, so, so with all of this, and you know, I mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that you're relatable to our audience. So, given that you've just gone through this really intensive program now, and you're in your your third phase. What is it that you're still dealing with right now that you're still trying to find the solution to?
2: Probably, you know, the it's always about attracting great leaders and always about attracting great customers and always about attracting people who want to live the best version of themselves. And by living that myself, it's actually become easier, too. So Mm. not to say that there haven't been any slump days or any, you know, but they're, they're definitely fewer and further between than they used to be. That's, that's for sure. And I find that it's, um, it's kind of that no excuse, like when you get to that point where there's no excuses, you even, you catch yourself making excuses
3: mm. and,
2: you know, oh, I'm just going to do, no, you've got to do the activities, right. And, and trust the process. So all those things that I talked about before about trusting the process still just means so much more now. And I guess the challenges that I'm having probably still deal with momentum. Like I've got some great momentum, you're catching me at a time where I have some great momentum on my team. And it's about sustaining that and even elevating it to a new level. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably the most relatable. I mean, if, if any of you have, have, you know, struggled with that momentum, I'm here to tell you that when you change your own mental resilience, and you step up yourself, it's incredible who you attract. Mm. but you got to take that step into the ring yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we all know like attracts like. Yes. Right. So if you aren't doing what you know is going to lead to success, if you aren't behaving in that way, thinking that way, putting that out there, then guess who you're attracting at the same time? You're attracting people who aren't behaving that way, aren't thinking that way. You know, so once you do that, then that begins to pull in people who go, well i'm not there yet but i want to be like that right so it's not always people who are you know in that space yet but they're at least aspirational right and so then you then you can start working with those people on your team to say okay so what brought you into this is the fact that you want to be consistent healthy wealthy whatever it may be right whatever their own goals are then you can walk them through based on what they want. You bet. Meeting people where they are, Mm -hmm. right? Meeting
2: people where they are and running with them or walking with them, whatever, you know, whatever they decide, but not dragging. No. Not dragging. And I think that's a big lesson too, is, you know, so many times we get, we want to get to that next advancement. So we're dragging as many people as we possibly can When in fact, it's just, it's just bringing you down
3: Mm -hmm. and it's,
2: it's zapping your energy when instead, you know, there's a whole other cluster of people that want and are literally praying for a new opportunity or something to happen for them. And that's the cluster of people that you bring into your reality.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So listener BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes pay attention to this piece right here. You know, think about what it is that that you are not yet doing that you could be adding, making better and then those are the kinds of people you'll begin to attract in. You know, for me with my own business when I was doing my direct sales business, it was I was not really known for my consistency and persistence in some things. And I would say that was my own how I saw myself, so when I started with my direct sales business. I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to commit for one full year. I cannot quit in the first 12 months. So get to it, Jen. (laughs) So started working at it. And then after the end of the first year, here I was with two promotions, had earned an incentive trip, had a team that was working. I was like, okay, well, all right. So I'm in it for more than a year now. So now, now is it, how do I prevent myself from giving up? Because really when it comes to direct sales, network marketing, MLM, whatever your business model is, the only failure is giving up. That's it. So how can I you know, really encourage my own success? And I said, well, here's the deal. I'm not allowed to make a decision about my business. Like I cannot leave my business if I'm in a slump.
2: Nice. Yes.
1: I'm only allowed to say no to the business if I'm at my, at the top of the game. Love it. Because it's something else attracting me. It's not the business. It's not the work that I haven't been doing because it's my business, my work. So I'm not allowed to quit on me when I'm down. I love it. You know, so I think I think that's a really important mindset and, and understanding for people to go into their business with for that. So it doesn't matter what your what your definitions of top and bottom are. Right. It really doesn't matter that, the, you know, what your high peaks and your slumps. Yeah. Just know that you can't say no in your slump. Yeah. Right? Beautiful.
2: Brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. So,
1: Lynn, oh my gosh, this has been an amazing conversation. I absolutely love this and I know the I know the listeners right now are just mind blown. Guys, I know you're going to go back and you're going to listen to this again because there was this is such a juicy topic right now, guys. Go back and listen. And I know you've got a nice little gift for a few of our listeners who are interested in, in reaching out to you. What what would you like to offer as a gift for our listeners?
2: Well, I've got a couple of little goodies that I'd love to offer and that is going to be a surprise. So when you, it's a surprise of a bunch, it could be, it could be a a body lotion. It could be the best lip balm on the planet. It could be, yes, it could be either one of those things or something different, who knows, but it's going to be something specific to our company and something that's going to help you in your wellness journey
1: awesome. And so how can people reach out to you to let you know that they would like one of these mystery samples?
2: You bet. Well, you can certainly be my friend on Facebook. I would love that and message me a private message on Facebook if you like, or my email address is Lynn Fahey. I'm pronouncing that. Yep. The pronunciation Lynn Fahey for a better life at gmail.com. And that is Y N N E. F is in Frank, A, H is in hotel, E-Y, for F-O-R, a better life at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. Now, those of you who are longtime listeners, you guys know how this goes. All of Lynn's contact information is in the show notes. If you're a first time listener and you've never listened to a podcast before, if you're on your phone, what you're going to do is grab your phone as long as you're not driving click on today's episode, scroll up just a little bit on the screen and you will see the show notes are there and you can connect with Lynn and let her know that you would like one of her mystery samples and also let her know what was your favorite part of the conversation today, right? What really stuck out at you? Because I'm sure Lynn would love to hear what what really hit you in the gut and made you go, oh yeah, that's me. I need to do that. (laughs) For sure, for sure. (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for your time and your expertise lynn this is this has been an amazing episode i think i just might have to have you come back please i would love that that'd be amazing wonderful all right you guys know how this goes make sure you stay tuned because there is another
0: badass episode on its way thanks for listening to the badass direct sales mastery podcast with your direct sales dom jenny bellinger